Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. Spock Sports Show, Chris Bachman hanging out with Sacred Heart Academy's Josh Wheaton, head coach of the football team. If you've been living underneath the rock and big win this past Friday and you would have played on Thursday. would have been very similar to last year, the opener at the Monsoon game. Uh, talk about the game Friday night. Well, yeah, we, we were happy we avoided that weather. Um, week one last year was really bad, and um, it was a beautiful night, Friday night. I mean, I bet you all the teams that played on Thursday were like, why couldn't we play Friday night? <laughs> yeah. So, But, no, it was, uh, it was a good night for our kids. Um, you know, we came out hot. And we were um, kind of clicking, and we were playing clean. And um, the first half score would have kind of showed you that it was you know thirty six to eight at the half. Thirty six to eight at the half, and that was a like a, a clear indication of how things went in that first half. Second half, um, completely different story. Uh, you know, one of the bigger issues with this football program over the years of recent years, anyway, is that they just don't. They don't. They can't finish, and um, I mean it's easy to finish against some of the teams we've played in the past. In this conference, you have got to play four quarters of football, or um, or you're going to lose. And um, I, I, my message to them at halftime was: Look, we don't have to change a bunch of things. We're going to tweak this. We're going to tweak that. But um, the 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 big message was: Finish. You have got to continue to stay physical. Uh, throughout the second half because they're going to they're going to make some adjustments and they are not done and um it proved that that was the case so yeah the um, final score ended up being 48 30 i was going to ask you if you took the foot off the gas but no maybe took you to talk about you guys coming out hot maybe it took montebell a little bit to get clicking because if anybody's paid attention to what they've done the last few years particularly in basketball They've got some dudes down there now, and in particular, you take the Montebellos, the Vestabergs, some of these other schools, they've had good athletes, a few big kids. Well, that is prime time for eight-man football. Like I said, these aren't the, you know, the teams of the past, per se. Yeah, my, the team that we beat Friday night is a good football team. They're a well-coached football team. They have uh, several good athletes on the field. Um, they're disciplined. They do things right, um, which that's encouraging to me as, as the coach here is that um, you know we we kind of handled a pretty good Division One eight man football team um, Friday night. They're gonna. Pro- I mean, it, barring injury and so on. I mean, you know they they kind of got hit with the same sort of thing last year that we did. And um, but barring any sort of um, bad injury situation for them, they're gonna win. They're probably gonna win six seven games if not more. You know, I mean, they may run the table. Who knows? But they're good. And um and we beat a quality football team Friday night. So, uh, Mr. Aiden Halliday, how good did it feel to see him out back out on the field? He made ten tackles. I led you guys in that category. Yep, he uh, it felt really good. And and you know, I mean, I, I don't think it's any secret we're a different football team when he's with us. And um, he he makes a difference on the field. And it, it takes when when there's a kid like that on defense, and you're the offensive coach of the opposing team. You are always looking to do whatever you can to stay away from that guy, yeah. and um, and it doesn't seem to matter. He still gets there, and uh, he's just a he's a a really good football player. He's a better kid, and um, he's very committed to us and to to what we're doing, and he's working hard on and off the field. Um, and he wants 
to be a part of something special. So uh, we're glad to have him back. And, and uh, I couldn't imagine what it was like for those six weeks he was out. You know, it, it was probably really tough to be at practice every day and not to be a part of it. So yeah, He's a four-year varsity everything here at Sacred Heart Academy. When I've asked him in the past, though, football is his main cheese. That, that's what he loves. That's what he likes. So I'm so excited for him to be healthy, start off the senior season. And then also I was reading the G- Jim Lottie article, go through some of these stats. Kind of, I saw Jackson Verlager was second on the team with seven tackles. And I believe he's just a sophomore, correct? What's it like having somebody like that stepping up? No, he's a junior. Oh, pardon me, pardon yeah, me. He's, he played as a sophomore last year uh, with us for probably half the season, but – no, uh, Jack Jackson is is a heck of a football player. He's a really, really technically sound football player. He does everything that he's coached to do, and he does it well. Um, he's a bit under, although he's strong. He's a bit undersized for the positions he plays. So he has to, he really has to um, be technically sound in his technique and all those kinds of things. Um, but he is. Uh, we're very lucky to have him, and um, I'm looking forward to great things from Jack and um, this year and next year. So, so yeah, Jackson had a good game. Yep. He, had, he had a better game offensively than he did defensively, even though the stats wouldn't show that. He was really so, good. so he's on the line with you guys uh, offensively? Oh, no, he's, he's a tailback. Tailback for and, you guys. All yeah. right, and, what do you do running the ball for you guys? He just, I mean, he's got incredible vision. I mean, he does, he, he runs a football in out, inside our offensive run system exactly like I see it in my head. And that's really hard to do. Like I said, coaches always want, you know, I'm going to punch my, you know, palm here. That's, you know, you want the guys to hit the hole, to hit the hole, to hit the hole. Much easier said than done. You know, as humans, we are not, you know, mentally built to run through a wall, but that's what you ask high school tailbacks to do. And when they do it for you, it matters because when they hit the hole like that, it takes away a lot of the negative place. You're usually, usually if you're going to run it right up the middle, unless you're overpowered, you're going to pick up two, three yards if the kid hits the hole. Yeah, and, and Jackson does a really good job of understanding um, how our offense works. And sometimes that space is very small. But he trusts us coaches, and he trusts what we're doing, and he trusts how the play is designed, that he's not going to give up on that and before long, it's much wider than it than it started, and you know that's what I mean. He's just got great vision. He doesn't he doesn't panic, and he doesn't bounce, and he doesn't dance, and he doesn't do things. Bounce and dance, I think, are the two words that maybe I should have used. Because if you take one side step this way or that way in the backfield, a lot of times that plays over, isn't it? Yeah, it's over. It's over right there, and we're usually two yards um, uh, back from where we were the previous play. So, um, but no, J- uh, Jackson's having a really good year so far. He's had a great summer. A uh, good first week, and we're looking forward to good things from Jack. And uh, Bogue, 119 yards to the year, four touchdowns overall, but 10 of 13 is the number that you've really got to love to see. Yeah, and and two of those were drops of balls. Oh, really? Were, so it should have been 12 of 13. He should have, no, yeah, she, he should have been 12 of 13 for um, a couple hundred <laughs> yards. <laughs> I mean, so, like, he just had a really good night. He, I've always, I've been saying, you know, for, over a year now that that we feel like we have a really really good quarterback here, we have a kid that um, kind of special in in what he can do, and um, he threw a few balls on Friday night that the kind of balls I haven't seen thrown in high school football in really really long time. So um, so we're excited about about Bogue and 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 what he's done. He does a great job managing our offense. He does a great job staying calm. Um, our offensive line was incredible. And, and pass protection Friday night, gave him the time he needed, and he just put the balls on the money. 
And then we have the guys to go get it. Caden Rose, Joe McDonald, the next yeah. two guys I was going to bring yeah, up. Yeah, we got the and Connor Stemke, and I mean, we, yeah, I didn't even see Connor's name in that article, and he's think about what he did for you guys last year. Yeah, and you know, and 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 in the air, I mean, Aiden Halliday is a really good pass catcher, and you know, we only targeted him a couple times. You know, so there's there's a lot more left uh, in this offense. And Literally, not enough footballs to go around. There's really not, you know. but we'll make them. So yeah. we'll make them happen. So everybody will. Everybody's going to get um, get their opportunities, and um, but the great that's the great thing about this team. This group of guys have learned that it can't ever be about them, and and, and they're doing a really good job of handling themselves in that way. Um, it wasn't easy when we first started uh, last fall or last summer, I should say, or winter. It was t- difficult for them. You know, there's there's been a lot of um, individuality in youth sports and um and not even any of the kids faults necessarily no it's not you know what i mean that's that's what they're growing up with not the fault of the kids um always um but you know one of the biggest things that we preach around here is culture and, and and team and 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 uh and all of these guys would love to see their teammates score um it would make them just as happy to see that as it would uh, for them to score or and touch you, the ball. When you get kids buying in like that, that's when teams can take the next step and really, right. really become special. And people, again, I kind of say it, you know, if they haven't seen eight-man football, kind of talk about how you guys line up defensively, offensively. You know, defensively, you always think of the, you know, the 4-3 where you got four down linemen, three linebackers, four defensive backs. Tell people how you guys are lining up. Is there any, you know, quirks to it or anything like that? No, I mean, there's just less guys on the surface and in less guys in the backfield. So, you know, all you're doing is basically you're abbreviating everything you do. So if you're running, you know, there's even fronts and odd fronts and you run different type types of um, schemes against each kind. And, you know, it's just you've got usually got a couple of down linemen versus three or four. And, and you know, I mean, it's it, in the beginning it was tough. To, fig- to figure out what, yeah, because you probably, you know, could you have four defensive linemen oh, yeah. if you wanted to? And like mm-hmm. I said, you, you know, you probably, if you got the four defensive linemen guys, you got those bodies, you probably want to do that, but it probably realize you got to change it with everything. And I feel like it, there's even more game planning that needs to go into eight man than there is 11 man. Well, it's, we have, we have a lot of really good football athletes. And so it, it makes it easier for us. We can, we can get in and out of different types of fronts and different types of linebacker setups mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, Whenever we want, because of the, we have a lot of dynamic kind of players. Yeah, like, Connor Stemke, Aiden Halliday, Caden Rose. You, you could probably play them three at all three levels if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean you can. Any, and Bogue McDonald. <laughs> yeah, they can keep be, going through the names, and they do. Yeah, and, and several of our kids are their DNs with their hand in the ground, their middle linebackers or outside linebackers, and then they'll play corner or safety from time to time in our game. So it's you know. We have those kind of kids now, and that's the way we use them, and we use utilize them that way um, this year. You know, we're not going to have those kinds of athletes every year, so you know we're going to have to um, make sure that we're kind of being smart about the way we use the kids. But but this this year's group, it's um, kind of a specially a special athletically gifted group, and um, so yeah, so so we get in and out of things. There's even fronts, odd fronts. You know, it's. That's all. Yep. And we've got more games than ever coming up with you guys. Got five games this season because of the Thursday, Saturday stuff. You know, t- talk a little bit about that. You guys are playing Thursday this week, you said, and so you had to have practice on Sunday. 
do you care about that? Do the kids care? Yeah, it is. I mean, they don't care. I do because you know I'm a routine. It goose everything guy. up for you, baby. Yeah. kids are kids, right? They the just want to play. Kids. They're they're resilient. They're going to do whatever's put in front of them, and they're going to handle it fine. Um, but you know, the only thing about playing in the short week or the Thursday night is that you know you've got to do everything on Sunday. So you know you're doing your coaches' meetings, you're doing your your film session with the team, you're doing um, and you're practicing all in one day. Versus you know that's that's not typically what we're doing. We're not practicing on the same days that we're doing those things. So. That's really the only difference. Um, our kids handle all that stuff well. It's just kind of tiring for us, but that's what I guess we signed up for. So, And I'm drawing a blank because I know it's Portland-St. Pat's coming up next week, and that's the first game we've got with you guys. Who do you guys got this week? Farwell. Farwell. It's, whew, great local matchup team that's been really, really – talk about those teams that are built for eight-man football. Since they've moved to eight-man, their success has really gone through the roof, and they – they always had the unfortunate thing of being the smallest, one of the smallest schools in the Jack Pine. I always like to point that out. They just don't have the talent pool that, that some schools have with the number of kids. But they're going to be ready to play. They're built for success now in football, something that they haven't been ever since I can remember. Yeah, I mean, I, they, they like to run the football, and um, and they're going to run it right at you. And they're and gonna they're probably going to be big, too. Yep, and they got a, they got a few big kids and a couple athletes, and um, and they're going to be coming at us. You know, we, we, we'll be ready. But um, but they're going to be a physical team, and um, we're just kind of looking forward to playing them Thursday yeah. night. So. And that was another one of those those local matchups. I was telling you know we got Shepherd Sanford, we've got you guys at Farwell, but then we got Mount Pleasant Midland, which is always you know the, the king of the local rivalries. So I'm sure we'll have some updates coming from you guys as well. But what's it going to take to get a victory in that game? Um, I think we just got to we have to be disciplined on offense. We got to do our jobs offensively. Defensively, we're just going to have to out physical them. I mean that's what it's going to come down to. Um, you know, they're, they're going to, like I said, they're going to come right at you. And if we are physical in our gaps and we're physical, you know, at the, at the line of scrimmage, I think we'll be okay. But, um, but you know, that's, that's the game. You and, talk and about the physicalness. You got to be thinking in the back of your mind that this might not be a bad week two football game for you, for your team, for kind of a test for that physicality. Does that make sense if I say that? Yeah, it makes sense. But uh, Montebello was pretty physical. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, we, we got, you know, we got a couple of kids that are, you know, um, working through some things from from last week, and and uh, you know, nothing serious. But I mean, like, you know, they came at us, and um, you know, trainers were on the field more than once. You know, Friday night. So, so it, it's not about like our conference. I just I can't think of a team now. There's a couple of new teams in our conference that I haven't seen. I don't know anything about, but any of the teams that are in our conference now that were in it last year, it didn't matter whether you were O. And nine, eight, one, and eight—you know, whatever it was—or eight and one, um, you were—they were coming at you, and it was—it was a physical deal every single week, and like really, really physical. So you know, again, some some things that that the Sacred Heart Eight Man program hasn't been used to. You know, though, in previous years before we joined this conference, you'd see a couple physical teams a year, and um, and the rest of the season, you didn't. Kennedy North Huron. That was yeah. the trouble every every year when they yeah, would Deckerville, run into them. You know? you know, yeah, teams like that. You know, have a little tradition. That's it's week in and week out here. Um, the teams who don't have great records are going to come at you. They're going to hit you. So, yeah. all right, coach. Thanks so much for chatting with me, man. Appreciate it. Can't wait to see you guys in action. Actually, next week. Yeah, it's coming up. So, thanks, Chris. Yeah. 
Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.